1: What is the point of the show? Should it be a hobby or should it be a job? It eats into something. There's a sacrifice to make the show. And I think to keep my head in the game, it just can't be more of the same.
0: If you look at stats on business, less than 1% of end up being profitable or grow or scale. Like a lot of people have great ideas, but to keep going, especially when it feels like you're not moving forward, that's what differentiates a, a successful brand from one that just never sees the light of day. And if we go back to our original why for all of this, it was to provide a platform for people to tell their stories, so that folks could get a better sense of what someone else's experience is like. And I'd say we totally blew that out of the water. When I look at the types of people we've talked to, because they wanted to be a part of it, we've done an amazing job.
1: Honestly, like I still I fight heck against this. Like people think we're bigger than we are, but we're not an Asian podcast. Like we happen to be two Asian people, but this is an American podcast. but we're no one's model minority.
0: This is a show about all of you, for all of us. Hey, Sharon. Why,
1: hello, Raman. Do you know what day it is? Um,
0: is this like an Ides of March thing? Uh, no, there will be no murders <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Thank God. That's another podcast, actually, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I th- <laughs> The, the modern minorities podcast murder mystery. Right, exactly. Extravaganza.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not International Women's Day. That already passed. And we totally didn't do anything. Raw man, emphasis on well, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, one,
1: so sorry about that to all of our female listeners. But two, you didn't do anything about it
0: either. Well,. <laughs> We did. I did as much as I could with what I had. So we (laughs) did a social media post and we quoted Beth Nguyen. Um, And we also did a little bit of an email roundup of some of our favorites. Okay. All right. So you did did the marketing thing. I did the marketing thing. (laughs) I,
1: I would just like to say for the record on this podcast that some of my best friends
0: are women. Okay. So. They better be dude. <laughs> so what's the special occasion? It's our 200th episode. Is it?
1: Well, technically this is episode 201 because we had to get some episodes out for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. That's
0: right. See, I, I thought I saw that somewhere. And we are big fans of the Department of Health and Human Services. So the fact that this is 201 or it might actually be 203. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someone will have to check the spreadsheet exactly
1: keeping count Uh, look as much as we do want folks to make sure they have their updated COVID vaccines this episode sadly is not a PSA
0: yeah that (laughs) one's that one's happening next week
1: (laughs) yeah um thank you in advance for doing that one solo but honestly we've done more than 200 episodes together dude
0: have we really
1: well again that's what it says in our spreadsheet (laughs)
0: And yes, some of those were solo episodes and some of them were our appearances on other shows or features of minority voices on all of your other podcasts. I always feel like it's like having another woman in the room. (laughs) I love
1: all of my podcast siblings equally. Okay.
0: (laughs) That's what they said in Big Love. Anyway, so they, they or they may have just been replays of special minority moments when we wanted to recognize particular voices.
1: Yeah, and you know, don't forget inspiring speech excerpts that I ripped from YouTube set to our dope modern minority song.
0: Those are actually some of my favorites, actually. And we haven't done a lot of those in a while. What happened to those, Ramin? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Actually, you're making my point, aren't you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look, you got me. Um, But you know, since we started this podcast way back when in 2020, when everyone and their mother was launching a podcast, we week after week continue to bring minority voices for all of our majority earholes each week so
0: yeah apple Podcasts and spotify is littered with abandoned podcasts that are no longer around
1: i feel like this is where i need to cue in like the
0: sarah mclaughlin remembrance montage <laughs> no don't be sarcastic dude making a weekly podcast is hard I mean, I didn't realize how hard until you started making me do some of these on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: try doing three of them. This is a hobby or a passion project that is kind of a little out of control.
0: But you love all of your podcasts equally, right, Raman? So anyway, um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it, uh, for serious, I think it depends on the week. Uh, this, but uh, This is my first show to make it to 200, so yeah.
0: That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. So let's talk. What are the plans for the next 200? And are we ready to take over the world with our podcast?
1: <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Honestly, Sharon, maybe we should stop doing the show. Wait. This is hard.
0: Okay, hold on. So you said we were going to record our 200-episode chat today. And did you rope me in just to break up with me on air?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> um and, and we've had this conversation off air and so after now that we are through like the most part of this like cheesy intro um i don't know man i mean 200 is a milestone this mm-hmm. shouldn't be a bookend because this is hard like it's fun but it's hard and i'm tired and i have a day job and i have two young kids and there's a book that's not writing itself at the expense of doing this so i mean let me flip the question on you why do you even want to keep doing modern minorities
0: Well, I've really enjoyed meeting people that I typically would never have been talking to, you know, and I think my life is such that I I talk to a lot of people. So it's not like I'm just sitting, I actually am just sitting in a room most of the day, but it's not like I'm not interacting with the world, but I don't get to have meaningful conversations with them. Like I might know people because they are really smart or they are great at what they do, or maybe I've met them through a connection that recommended, you know, that I talked to somebody, but it's rare that I get to sit with someone and actually get to know their the stories about their childhood or to know, like, I never ask people what their favorite mom dish is outside of, outside of this podcast. <laughs> <test>. Yeah. <laughs> and I should, but those types of things, those types of things make me feel more connected to other people. And I guess so selfishly, that's what I've enjoyed a lot. It's just kind of, it's connecting with people on a, on a deeper and more meaningful level.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a, it's, I mean, you could argue the mission is selfless, but it's an inherently like selfish thing to do this. Mm-hmm. Like when we started, you know, we we're just kind of like racking up all the people we knew we could talk to. And most of those, most of them came from like our friends of friends, but kind of like the, the network of people we kind of do business with like if you literally you know ryan uh, my quarantine comics coast is a reporter buddy joe uh my vc buddy uh, i'm trying to remember like suzanne your entrepreneur buddy right like we're just kind of going through the motion and we did get to know people a little deeper but i think early on i was like oh can we just not talk to marketing or finance people anymore (laughs) i i don't know i that's i guess that's one of the things i've liked but um I don't know. I mean, I think with, and I'm, I'm struggling with my other podcast too. It's like, how do you, how do you keep it interesting? Um, I mean, a perk is like, if I'm a fan of someone, right? Mm-hmm. Like I could never just reach out to Marco Tamaki or Mira Jacob or Jean Loon Yang, people you've never heard of, or right. like in your case, Sam Yo, right? Like you get me like, Hey, Sam Yo, I just want to talk for an hour. And they're like, get out of here, weirdo. Right. <laughs> but, but when you say you have a podcast and then you can show, I've spoken to these people and it's gotten this coverage, um, That's cool, you know? So, I mean, I guess I still have, I I remember that guy we were working with when we first started, um, what was his name, Jay? Yep. Like, the footer of his email, he literally had, like, his list of 100 people that he wants to talk to.
0: Right, right. So Yeah. yeah, And so it's open doors for that, right? It's like, I mean, even, and and I guess part of it, you're right, it is big names. Like, I got to talk to Lou Diamond Phillips, and that was pretty awesome, you know? Like, I wouldn't say he was ever on a bucket list of mine, but- It was cool to just even have just, I I think it was really interesting to hear directly from him what his trajectory was. And yeah, I mean, because it's
1: funny, kind of like the inbounds that come in. So like, you know, we reach out to people, like the people we're kind of fans of, and some of them say yes, and a lot of them ignore us or say no. right? But then we're all, I guarantee, like, look, I have a PR agency at my day job. It's like CMO of a startup. And You know, they're pitching us to trade pubs, and I think PR agencies' podcasts are kind of free, so you can kind of pitch your thought leadership. And so we're on all these lists now. It's kind of funny as an Asian podcast, and we get pitched. Like, uh, I do have a regret that we never talked to the the new Asian uh, lead on Quantum Leap, because – and I was like, well, I don't watch the show. I love the old show, but I I don't have time to watch the (laughs) show. Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
0: And we made some friends, right? Like, Daniel Wu, like you know doing amazing things now in Lexington, Kentucky, like mm-hmm. never would have I don't think we ever would have crossed paths with them and and they have their own podcast and I think networking with other podcast buddies are great. Like you and Matt Story had a relationship before this, but he's become one of my closer friends as well. Really? But yeah, like I mean he and I like we've talked, I've met his wife Rebecca. We have, you know, I've, I've, I've wanted her on the show, by the way. Like we, we, we should, should totally get her on the show. On the show. Yeah, yeah. She's amazing. She's, she's really amazing. Amazing Latina entrepreneur doing incredible things. Um, so again, maybe that is just selfish. It's just people that I really like. And then whenever I find someone I, I really like, I'm like, Hey, you want to come onto the, <laughs> to our podcast? Can I interview on the show? Um, well, have a conversation with, have a conversation everybody. with, yes. <laughs>
1: I mean i guess if that gives us the energy but i don't know is this show making a difference it's making a difference for us you know yeah but uh just to speak without getting into the numbers like you know we established very quickly um a a solid base call it family and friends and then through good marketing we expanded it and then through good coverage grew a little bit more Mm -hmm. and we're kind of at a number like you know and when we take some time off like brutally honest like we want to keep a a show coming out every week and sometimes we've kind of replayed old episodes or you know broadcast stuff from other shows you know i don't know if the you're more into the numbers and the metrics but it's just like i don't want to say the show's plateauing but if if the point of what is the point of the show is the point you know there's a mission but if the mission's not at kind of like a bigger level right like uh it's not growing. I'm not trying to be famous, but mm-hmm. I do want to maximize the impact of this show. And I don't know. I just, um, it's just a hobby. You know, should it be a hobby or should it be a job or should it be something that takes up nights and weekends time or, you know, you know, even even like the way it affects nights and weekends is sometimes we do this during the day because mm-hmm. it's easier for guests. And right. I, I think our jobs are both kind of flexible to it. And then I just make up the work and get it done at night, you know, but it, right. it eats into something. There's a sacrifice to make this show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I mean, would it mean more to you if we had more feedback from the listeners? Like, if we were hearing from the listeners that this is making a difference for them? Yeah,
1: but, I mean, so one, you know, we're both kind of data business people. The mm-hmm. the, the base is small. So it's like 100% of people aren't going to reach out, right? Right. 10% of people might consider, and then 10% of those people might write or leave a comment. But... Um, you know, podcasting is saturated. We're one of probably 10 or 20 podcasts that other people listen to. Yep. Um, We do occasionally get people who we've never heard of writing us, mm-hmm. but usually it's because they want to pitch something or be on the show. Sometimes we, we do get that kind of word, but this is going to be weird. It's like, it is kind of our friends and family who feel comfortable enough to write us. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, look, go hi, mom, at modmypod.com. Like, write us if we don't know you, because it's not that... We're, uh, I don't think we're going to stop doing this show, but every once in a while, like I get just get the seed of doubt of like, why are we doing this? Who's listening? I I would argue that all podcast metrics are inflated because I know how the app works, right? I subscribe to a bunch of podcasts on my phone uh, and they all auto download, right? So I can listen to them when I'm on the train or whatever. Um, And not all of them get listened to. And so what's that number of, so just to play some math, just to be nerdy, right? So I have, let me pull up my phone. I have, let's see. So all the podcasts I listen to, let's see, I have, here we go. So each row is four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So about 20 times four. So that's 80 podcasts on my phone. And probably not all of them auto-download, but let's say 25% of them. So 20 podcasts auto-download. But I really only listen to like five or six. A couple of of them are mine, right? Just because sometimes I want to check the quality. Yep see what the ad insertion looks like. Some are my friends who that's kind of how I know there's a littered graveyard. A lot of our friends who kind of were, had already started the podcast journey or started it after us, you know, I won't name names, but some, you know, haven't updated since 21. My right. friend Matt Story, who you mentioned, he's still dropping them. Yep. I should ask him why he keeps doing it. You yeah. know, he takes better breaks than we do. Um, I don't know. I just, Even some of our potluck friends, like there's one, again, it'll remain nameless, but I was really impressed by this one. And uh, the host, she, you know, to to kind of self-care, she decided to pause. I don't know if she's on indefinite hiatus. We have another close friend from the Asian podcasting circle that, you know, she had like a proper brand and a thing and pretty big names. And she just stopped. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, does everybody just stop eventually? There's some people who keep going. Is it a bad habit? Is it an addiction? Um, I don't know. I, well, I need someone to write me and tell me. Yeah. Like, that they are I can
0: tell us. you, and I'm very biased because I'm on the show with you and we're creating it as we go. But mm-hmm. when I think about this in terms of an entrepreneurial effort, because that's really what this is, right? As much as this is not a profitable that's not true actually i think we might you know we might be doing no it. no we joke i
1: think we should code ourselves as a non-profit i know because we really yes, should register yes, as a non-profit yes because we get like the big you know we do get occasional sponsors we and do we've got the algorithmic stuff happening that do. i don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze sorry james yeah in the uk um but like i think we spend more than i mean maybe the we, absolute, we do in
0: terms of time yes like if every hour of our life was worth a certain number of dollars we definitely do it is. We put in like from a sweat equity perspective we do so um but where, where i was headed with this is if you look at stats on business right like less than one percent of businesses succeed or end up being profitable or grow or scale like uh-huh. this whole idea of a littered graveyard of things that just come to an end is is pretty common in the business world. Like a lot of people have great ideas. It's very easy to register for an LLC. You know, it takes like 5 minutes online. You can totally just buy a domain and start a website. But to keep going, especially when it feels like maybe you're not moving forward, that's what that's what differentiates a great business or a successful brand from one that just never sees the light of day. And I think that as someone who's done this before from a business perspective and works in a space where we're doing that with clients all the time, where we are now feels like we've hit a plateau. And I agree with you when I look at the numbers, right? When I look at kind of where we are, it's like we're doing well, but have we exponentially grown in the last 6 months? We we haven't, you know. We're kind of we found a base Thankfully our base seems like they're pretty loyal, so thank you guys for continuing to listen. But more stickers for everyone. Email. Us, more stickers on. for everyone. Exactly. And and yet I think as other shows start to fade, it gives our show the opportunity to fill those spaces and what we haven't done.
1: So we're going to stand on the bones of the littered graveyard.
0: Well, <laughs> sort of
1: <laughs> no d- no. well no i think some of it i mean one of the hacks in, in everything in my life where i've faced hardship i kind of have to hack myself mm-hmm. um and i won't get into like some of the darker moments in my life but you know it's like oh man i need to see the next star wars movie so life sucks but you know get over it right so the new star wars movie is coming out in two years and with this i mean there is a the self-serving stuff right talking to people we never really gonna to talk to the therapy of talking to each other Um, and we've missed some moments where we should have been talking to each other that we did some early on in the first year and it almost felt contrite because we're not a new show to like weigh in on shit that's happening. Right. But the other, the other piece, and this is, it's such a hack. It's the stubbornness. Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, all those other guys didn't make it. We're going to make it to 200. Yeah. But now we've made it to 200 and it's, I don't want to say it's empty calories, but it is an empty, it's not an empty feeling. We've accomplished a lot, but it's like, uh. You need more than that. You need more than the stubbornness that we're going to make it to 400. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To me, the stubbornness has got to mean, I think we laid out a goal like this in year one. I was like, hey, if we don't hit this metric, what are we doing? Right. And we've kind of softly hit it, but then we never kind of like blew past it. Right. Right. Which is, it is one of those metrics that people do pay attention if you, if you're in this weight class and you can go, there's this website called Listen Notes Mm -hmm. where, um, You can look up any podcast, and they basically, based on some public data, they put it all on a distribution curve. And so Modern Minorities is like a top 1.5% podcast. And, you know, Quarantine Comics is a top 10% podcast. Right. And Mm -hmm. those numbers sound impressive, and I've seen people throw those bullshit numbers around or how many hundreds of thousands of downloads they've gotten. But then go type in the big podcasts that you listen to, Pivot, Pod Save America, Serial, whatever. Those are top 0.01% podcasts. And we're not trying to be those, but it's like three orders of magnitude bigger and i'm not yeah it's just like if we're trying to accomplish something for ourselves. i guess that's good yep yep as long as that's a meaningful thing and not an empty thing like a number then i I don't know i I don't know like that's where
0: and this is where like i'm gonna bring us back to our initial strategy discussions like you and i are such marketing nerds right like win
1: over the white people Win over the white people (laughs)
0: Kind of, but not really, right? Like, our, that's what, Well, we were doing that before the podcast. We were, that's why we're yeah, as successful as we exactly, are. exactly. But
1: can, wait, can I can I say something? I'll put this in the show notes. Go ahead. Uh, Hasan Manaj did like, and I have mixed feelings about him, um, but has, he is very talented. though. Hasan Minhaj guest hosted the Daily Show for a week. Now that Trevor Noah is gone, uh-huh. and him and Ronnie Chang have this like it's semi-scripted, like five-minute argument between the Indian guy and the Chinese guy. Oh it gosh. is um, hilarious and worth watching.
0: I have uh, to watch it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Got it. <laughs> Is it like a different version of me and you? <laughs> uh, no, but they're, they're more funnier people. Funnier. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, way yeah, funnier yeah. than we are. Way no, way it's pretty,
1: it's pretty, it's pretty fucking contentious. And they get into some of the, the beef between our two kinds of Asians, you know? Yeah. And so it's, uh, anyway, I digress. Sorry. You were, you were trying to talk me off.
0: I was thing, trying to said, talk yeah. you off the ledge. I was saying that, um, if we go back to our original, why for all of this, it, It was to provide a platform for people to tell their stories and so that folks could, folks in general, right, but mainly the majority, however we define that, could get a sense. We're all majorities. Because we're all majorities, right, in some way, um, could get a better sense of what someone else's experience is like. And when I go back to that as a success metric, I'd say we totally blew that out of the water. I mean, when I look at the types of people we've talked to, the people we've invited on the show, the people that have reached out to us on their own because they've heard the show and they've wanted to be a part of it, we've done an amazing job with the amount of diversity, the amount of various experiences, types of stories that are being told here. I mean, we're, we're pretty like we're pretty standardized and pretty pretty uh, tight with the types of questions that we ask. We're basically asking everybody the same ten questions. Every but time, different here, answers, different answers, right? But it's yeah. always different answers. And well, I think we've gotten
1: better at like finding either a soapbox, whatever we're bringing to the episode that week, whatever's on our mind. Not that we're a news podcast, but we have different baggage on different weeks. But then also, you know, wanting to thread a needle deeper on why we brought this person in. So, yes, it's the life stories, the bookends, but the beat of the sandwich is, uh... yeah, it's, it's, I like it when we can kind of jazz it up a little bit with the middle of the show. Yeah. Especially when we bring back guests or when we have done like, you know, when we go in on, even, you know, it's funny, our Chinese New Year or our Ramadan episode is kind of the same every year, yeah. but it's with different people and different right. takes. And mixing it up that way is always, um, I think that's, to me, to keep my head in the game, it just can't be more of the same. And honestly, like I still, I fight back against this. Like people think we're bigger than we are, but we're not an Asian podcast. Like, I just, we happen to be two Asian people, but you and I aren't very Asian by all standards of a lot of the Chinese American yeah. people I know and Indian American people I know. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Um, like, I think I, I told Matt multiple this is an American podcast. And a lot of the inbound still is, I mean, we do get inbounds that aren't Asian, but a lot of the inbound is, hey, I'm a XYZ Indian entrepreneur or Chinese entrepreneur. <laughs> like, okay. I yeah. I get it. I yeah. get it kind of why I want to take our faces off the front of the podcast for that reason.
0: Well, I think but I think that alone is is almost like a statement to to justify what we're why we're doing what we're doing. Like hmm. you and I are Asian American and we present as Asian American. Like I don't know how else to say it, right? But I look Chinese and you look Indian and uh, we get typecast or we get stereotyped as an Asian podcast because we are. And so so I don't know what that, like... Yeah, but, but that, Quarantine that's... Comics,
1: even even though Quarantine Comics is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, this Asian thing that we're part of, it's really two nerds. We very rarely... I mean, we do sometimes bias to certain Asian creators like Jane Lunyang Yang and Mariko Tamaki and a yep. few others, right? But we're just two nerds. And, like, to me, that's... What are Sharon and Raman... What's the common denominator between what we want to do with the show that isn't Asian, you know? Mm-hmm. Um intellectually empathetically like curious people right right i mean the other thing we have in common is and we talk about this quite a bit with our kids like we're both in mixed race relationships and the way our we think about the way our children are going to navigate the world i think like i'm gonna get hit by a bus at some point in the next 10 20 50 years and that's a metaphor for dying right? right but you know it's kind of you know is my daughter gonna have these tapes or my son gonna have these tapes and are these valuable i don't know because My wife doesn't listen to these either, you know.
0: Yeah does your Does your husband listen to the show? He does sometimes, but very rarely. I think um, earlier in our seasons, he was listening probably to almost everyone, and yeah, that's kind of faded out. The kids. My wife is like,
1: I listen. My my wife's like, I have to listen to you enough. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
0: exactly. (laughs) But but they will sing the theme song every now and then just to tease me, like if I walk into a room late or something. (laughs) Like, all three of them would be like, bump bump bump. I'm like, shut up.
1: <laughs> By the way, okay, so, like, the song has grown on me. All the podcast songs that I have grow- have grown on me. Yeah. I remember when we were, like, reviewing clips. They're all so cheesy. Like, objectively, as a, as oh, a lover I, of
0: music. I love we's... our theme song. Are you kidding me? I actually, I would, I, I should actually make it my ringtone. I love our theme song. <laughs>
1: Oh, my. god! You know, I don't actually know how to do that on my phone. I just set it to We vibrate. should, yeah, yeah, I should
0: try to figure that out. And every time someone calls me, dun, dun, dun. I
1: think, I think we should get, um, I would like pay good money to hire other musicians to cover the song. So something we don't work in comics oh. originally. So we have this weird sci-fi thing, um, and it's got, oh, I, I want to show you something, actually. So this is in the recording software, not in, like, post edit. Yeah. Um, that we use. So, um, I can, like, I have a button I can press to put our thing in, right? I love that, uh, and yeah. That's gonna sh- and our Quarantine co- Comics one is this. That's the intro to Quarantine Comics. and um, But what we've done with Quarantine Comics is like every comic we read uh, is kind of like, not inspired, like there's a song that potentially is kind of about it. So for example, we just read um, some crime noir stuff, uh, a couple of Catwoman runs. And so we wanted to use Fiona Apple's Criminal as a song. Now mm, you can't yeah. use popular music. Um, right because apple will shut it down really quick so my hack has been going to youtube and finding like jazz covers because our quarantine comic song is like jazz and Mm sci-fi um and (laughs) so at the front of every episode is usually like after the the drum taps you fade it into like some jazz or punk or funk cover of uh a popular song. I don't know why I talked about that, but I think we should get covers of the Modern Minority song with in like one with a sitar, one with a Chinese violin, oh, wow. yes, one with a ukulele yes. or a banjo, yes, um, or with an acapella group. And uh, I would like totally like go find these YouTubers and like give them a hundred bucks to do it if they do it. So yeah. if you if anyone on the and, and, and hey fan five fans who are gonna write us like <laughs> do you play an instrument like do it like I will. We'll have you on the show. We'll give you some stuff. I think it'd be super cool. Um, I mean, the song grows on you, but it's still, it's, sorry, it's objectively a cheesy song, sure.
0: Yes, I guess. But it's our song. <laughs> I don't have anything else in my life where I've had my own song. Okay. Right? <laughs> so, so
1: hang on. So, when you, <laughs> let me ask you a question. So, because yeah. you're the one who's going to be more famous than me, because I don't want to be, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you do. You've been on Subway Billboards. Correct. Correct. Um, if you were to come out at like a thing and they were like, what song should we play? Would you let them do this? Song? I might
0: just, just for kicks. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. that'd be really funny.
1: I think that should be a goal for 2023. The next thing <laughs> that you're on stage <laughs> or zoom for, you should have to come out, be like, uh, excuse me, you have to play a song as I come out.
0: Well, I'm, um I'm going to be at South by Southwest tomorrow. And um, so like after this airs, but it'll be tomorrow. And I, they haven't talked. They haven't asked me for a theme song, but I can see if I can see if I can they're arrange totally that. Not do that. Yeah, they're either. not going to. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're like you. This song, I don't think so. Just come on out and talk talk about the things you're supposed to talk about.
1: <laughs> all right, I want to ask you another question. Yep. Um, so this is a negative side effect of this show. Okay. Um, you know, I'm pretty good about staying in touch with good friends. If yep. not, you know, all the time. Like I make it a point. Um, you know, try to like check in with people a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of a sticky, annoying friend like that, and. I've had friends, including a sibling of mine, (laughs) say, I don't feel the need to talk to you that often because I get to listen to you every week. And that's like really one side. I mean, you could argue, wow, that's super efficient. I don't have to talk to all my friends. (laughs) Like They get to hear from me on kind of a comforting, on-demand, convenient to their schedule (laughs) mode. And it's not just my sister. I think other friends of mine have said this to me now. Uh, But I
0: don't get to hear from them. Mm, you know, yeah, yeah.
1: Does that? Did you have you had that happen, or what? What do your friends and family say about the shit?
0: I, I don't. You know, I think you are a lot more social than I am, which I know is like probably a weird thing, Iron,
1: ironic, I'm yeah. very
0: ironic. I'm, I don't, and maybe it's just because I don't have time, but like, I don't actually. I'm not very good at putting the effort in keeping in touch with people, so I've never really been great at that. Um, I think that this show gives people a way to feel connected with me. And, and so I, I've noticed that, like, I do feel like ever since we started the show, I'm having conversations with people where I feel like they're more caught up with what I'm up to and we can kind of start there. Um, So I've noticed that no one has like overtly said though, that they don't feel like talking to me as much because we never, it's not like I was regularly with them, but to your point about, you know, the, the, the flip side I think that's where maybe we get some of your good friends onto the show. And then you can like spend 60 minutes getting to know them better.
1: Well, as said earlier at the top of the show, some of my best friends are white. Um,
0: <laughs> they can come on the show too. I, I know. Well, you know, because again, like our
1: our niche is, you know, our curiosity for minority voices for all our majority ears. Right. And while our ears happen to be Asian. Yep. My ears are not white. Right. Mm-hmm. And um mm-hmm. But to be clear, it's—I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, sure, like we could. I don't know. Like you know, you know the other thing on the other podcast I do, the uh, the PNG alumni one. So, you know, Drew and I started that show a long time ago, and he's been on this show uh, for a couple of guest episodes. And I've actually asked him. So, um, well, so, okay, Drew and I started that sh- podcast, and then we brought on Rajiv and Ida as co hosts, and now we have a few other folks uh, Raquel and Sharad. Mm-hmm. So we have like a group of like six co hosts, so we can now distribute the 50 episodes a year across different co hosts. And I've noticed, so on the PNG alumni podcast, I have a bunch of PNG alumni friends. Zena is one of them, Zena Arnold is one of them. And, um, I was like, well, it'd be too easy for me to just interview my friend. So, hey, Drew, why don't you interview her? She's a brown female. You're a white male. You should talk to her. And the the conversation is better because they don't know each other. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't kind of lean into the comfortable friendship, which can work or not work, right? Sure. Um, so anyway, something I've been talking to Drew about, is was like, hey, would you ever want to co-host some modern minority episodes to kind of open up against your own blind spot? Right.
0: Um,
1: and he's been open to that. You know, and Rajiv, you know, we'll air, we're actually going to air some stuff from one of Rajiv's uh, talk shows in a couple of weeks. Um, and maybe that's a way to extend it. So, okay, okay you know, here's actually what I have been thinking about. And we've loosely talked about this. That's made PNG alumni, that learnings from Leaders Podcasts more sustainable. So it used to be Drew and I had to each do 26 a year. And now, even if the co-hosts don't, we don't evenly divide it. Like I'm only having to do 10 or 15 and I'm kind of the producer. And um, we can kind of dole out the episodes and have all the the hosts reaching out to people. Yes. And I, I do wonder if that should be the model for modern minorities where we have, you know, while the original show was you and me together talking to people, we've had busier schedules lately. So, you know, we're taking turns talking or I'm bringing stuff from other podcasts. You're, you're talking to guests on your own. Yep. So we don't have to reschedule a guest. Um, and I think we should, try to always find time to come together but at the same time like what if this is a show about truly that with other minority voices you know be it you know matt's got his own show but like either guest content or new content from matt or safe right who doesn't want to do a podcast but wouldn't mind talking to five arab musicians in a year or danny who has an amazing newsletter right uh, putting that to audio so i almost like or you know Stephen Wakabayashi another littered great oh, made yes. a really great show yellow glitter screw mm-hmm. it let's just bring let's make Stephen one of the co-hosts and partners of this show yep to to highlight queer voices or yeah i don't know i just um i'm trying to find ways to make this sustainable i like producing the show i occasionally like hosting it but sometimes hosting i don't know it, it just takes a lot out of me
0: i know i i mean i love the idea of having a modern minorities panel of co-hosts and we have, we've talked about that. And I think it's just, it's a matter of finding out some system that'll work and, and just getting people committed to it.
1: Yeah. And there's a bit of a, you know, at the PNG alumni one, it's like when I approach these people, you know, having to do a couple of guest interviews, test interviews, just like we had to, when we started to practice. And then I was like, I'm just asking you to commit to six a year or something. I'll help you fill them. But, and I think with some of the co-hosts on that show, I'm like, I'll fill three of them. You got to fill the other three from your network. Go figure it out. And I'll help you. You know, we'll help do all the logistics and the document and user, you know. um, I don't know. I I mean, I don't know how listeners feel about that. Do they come for us, right? Or do they come for the show? And if they're coming for us, that's good, I guess, because that's kind of what podcasts are. But if it's our friends, I don't know.
0: know. Yeah, I see what you mean. So, yeah, if if people love listening, like hearing you then would they come back if it's Ryan or Drew?
1: Well, I think if, if it's us as the majority of the show, pun intended, right? right? Like, yep. I think it's okay. And even, I don't know. I mean, I view this, is this show about us or is this show about the mission? You know, and if it's about, it can be a little bit about us because the self-serving, you know, if we get to talk to Mira Jacob or whatever, cool. Um, But so Misha Yusuf's a great example and I was going to bring her up later, but like, could I bend over backwards to try to talk to her? Sure. And that would be so cool if I still get the opportunity to meet her and talk to her. But Mm -hmm. Rajiv just had a great conversation with her on his show. So, and somewhat lazy guys, sorry, it's hard to fill weeks because we have day jobs and kids and all these stuff. So we're going to put that episode on, you know, during International Women's Month and during the month of Ramadan, even though she's uh, Pakistani but not Muslim, you know, but still she has a perspective that's unique to that world. Um, And Rajiv's conversation with her really teases that out. So screw it, let's just put it here. It's a minority voice for all of our majority
0: ears. I say we try to do that. Maybe that's a 2023 thing. It is rotating in two more guest hosts and let's see what happens. Yeah. They have to be funny though. (laughs) We're not. I know. That's why. Oh, got it. Like if it's not me and you, they they at least have to be funny. So it's Rajiv and Drew. Got (laughs) it. Basically, Basically. But we got to get a woman in there.
1: Suzanne, I mean, I don't know if Suzanne would be down to do a three to five or six, you know, like, um, but, you know, I actually, so Suzanne, your friend Suzanne Sinatra, one, yep. I think she's hilarious, she's great,
0: she is great, awesome, yep,
1: um, and the industry she's in, I don't know if her and um Matt's wife, uh, who runs Bloomy, like, if yeah, they're competitive, Rebecca, right, but mm-hmm. like, but they're both working <laughs> in. I'm not going to say I'm uncomfortable. I'm happy. I'm happy to have the conversation, but to have the conversation on tape with someone about women's sexual wellness is, you know, like, totally. I feel like Suzanne and Rebecca Rebecca could like go places. Totally. I couldn't. Yeah. And I would love to listen to that Mm because I need to listen to that. I need to hear that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I've actually introduced them over email. I don't know if that went anywhere, but totally if they had an episode or a couple episodes about female sexual wellness, um, Absolutely. That'd be really fascinating. Yeah. Because sex sells, clearly. (laughs) Because sex sells, but also like, you know, how they got there, right? Like how did they choose this path? And Rebecca's story is pretty interesting because she grew up, I think, in a super Catholic household and we should interview her. Like I don't want to speak for her, but yeah, she's a, Mm -hmm. she's a really interesting individual, especially where she landed right now. Yeah. So I agree. I agree. So, so what are we doing?
1: What do we want to do? How do we go forward?
0: So I think we choose at least two or more that uh, could help to carry this forward. I so think it's like don't... an open marriage now. yeah It's is. an open yeah, marriage. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We went from you having three podcasts to now us having like six hosts.
1: This is just a very polyamorous kind of like a podcast. <laughs>
0: There's enough love in the world to give and to receive. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think we do that. And I think we... I think we think about other forms, other formats that this can appear in. And I know we've talked about, like, we've we've been wanting to make a mom dish cookbook for the longest time, you know, and yeah. to finally get that done. And there's just, we've got such great content that we've recorded over the last 200 episodes. It'd be great to think about new ways that this could be brought out. Well,
1: it, that, but that takes work, right? It's, it does. Um, it does. You know, it does. I mean, I've alluded to this other book that I'm working on, um, and, you know, a few of my friends know what it is, but... There's only so many hours in the day. I thought going back to work full time and not being a consultant, which which I was when we started the show. Well, when we started ideating the show, I was in startup. But um, you know, having less time is good because it forces you to make choices. But when you fill, when you fill your moments, like there's so much work to be done to reach out to guests, to book guests, to record, to push it through the production process, to make social assets, to get the email, to do all the things. And I don't. Sometimes I don't think we do all the things as much, other than just making the show. Like I you know, I like kind of shy away from doing any of the marketing. I like, I, I don't know. I just like, um, you know, there's this other guy, we met with him, Asian podcaster, and his podcast is like one piece of his platform, mm-hmm. right? And so his, the name of his podcast is the brand. And I don't necessarily want to be a speaker and come out to the music, so to speak, but that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And he's literally been to the White House, like, you know, for the thing right. that he does. Right. And again, that's not why I'm doing it, but it's just- I would make the argument that his impact is wider. Even the people who, it's not that he has fans that see him on stage are like, oh my God, it's that guy. But he's afforded the opportunity to kind of take the platform to other places. So right. new people will hear it. That wouldn't have otherwise. And some of them will come along and check out the podcast. And I don't want to be a, I hate this word, like multi-hyphenate or like, you know, like you know, transmedia, uh, like oh, across all these things, they're such buzzwords. But yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if, is that the thing that broadens the impact? Because you'll only kind of get so many people to listen with the kind of methods that we're doing.
0: Probably. If I mean, it's worked for him, right? And he, I mean, he's brought it like way beyond too. I think it's like he's also developed other. He off-shoots. actually makes money
1: off of this. Yeah, he, he actually makes, makes money. Off.
0: He does, and he also like he started some other network. I forgot what it was now. For what it was called, yeah. but it's almost like a network for Asian American creators. And so he's really thinking, he's thinking much bigger. He's thinking about this as like an enterprise opportunity.
1: Yeah. And I, again, I, uh, like, sometimes we get invited to those conversations. You know, there was that other project I was working on with a big yeah. media entity. Right. And it's just like, I I feel like, yeah, that's the way to get bigger, faster, to go kind of chase <laughs> the dollars and the impact. But it's just like, I don't know.
0: Hey, man. It could just be you and me talking to each other every week and recording ourselves. That's where this started.
1: That That is true. That is true.
0: And we've done well with that. So we don't, <laughs> <laughs> we also don't have to feel like we have to like, you know, compete with everybody else either. Like I, I'm yeah. very, this, this lights me up in a way that nothing else does. So even if it's really at the end of the day, it's me, you, and our moms who actually never listen to this, it's like we always joke that, like, oh, the only people that would listen are our moms. Our moms don't even listen. Um, or they don't tell us that they or do. Or they don't like, tell us. That's true. Or they don't tell us. I think my mom does listen. Hi, mom. <laughs> but I mean, she's never mentioned address. it. She's actually never mentioned it. It's pretty funny.
1: Oh, we should totally push the bounce. Well, you know, my sister, when she was on the show, she's like, some of the stuff you say is not – I was like, well – you know, recollection is kind of like a matter of perspective. (laughs) Right. You know,
0: So you want to like make up fake mom stories and see if our moms finally speak up and they're like, wait, the other day you said that I used to do this.
1: Okay, so another thing, and and I know we're almost out of time, but like something I've thought a lot about, so the other podcast learnings from leaders, um, you know, probably 50% of our guests are super senior executives who easily have 10, 20, 30 and in some cases 40 or 50 years on me. Right? And um, even when I'm backpacking around the world, I love talking to people of a different generation younger or older to be clear right yeah um and we did like this one thing where we had small interviews with like different past guest moms like jay's mom rajeev's mom um uh zing mom etc and um older guests maybe not just our, our past guest moms i mean that's an entry point but like I don't mind talking to older people. They have a different perspective on the world. I yeah. mean, I remember a project I did even before the interview project where um, that kind of germinated this between you and me. Um, I had to do a project for a friend in India where she wanted me to interview three people from different parts of the world of, of different generations. And I interviewed my mom's best friend's mom, a black woman who grew up in the South in the 40s and the 50s. Mm-hmm. And I and also interviewed my dad as part of that project, you know, who grew up in India in the 40s and the 50s. And having the long form conversation of their experiences and just letting them talk um, was really, really powerful. So older guests too. I I think, uh, yeah, I want to talk to older guests.
0: Yeah. I think that'd be really fun. That'd be really fun. We should do that. It'll just bring in a different, a, a really different view of the world.
1: So we're running out of time. What do you think, Sharon?
0: Speed round? I think we got to get to speed round. Ooh. Are you ready for speed round? <laughs> I'm never ready. No one's ever ready. None of our guests <laughs> are ever go. ready. You've we learned. are never You've ready. Learned. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly.
1: All right. So, Sharon, what has been the most surprising
0: thing that
1: you have learned about me on this podcast?
0: Oh, well, I've been surprised at how private you are. What do you mean? Well, You're, you're kind of like an open book with your perspectives and your opinions, but you're really private about your life. Like we don't ever talk about, like, you know, you're not on social media. We don't, we talk about your family, but we don't talk about your family specifically. Like you're private and it's ironic because you present as being that kind of open book. And I, I've actually learned a lot from you about the power in preserving that type of privacy.
1: Yeah, I get, um, you know, like two of my podcast heroes, uh, Scott Galloway and Kara Swisher, they talk openly about their children. Um, but what's interesting, Kara mentions her kids by name. Scott doesn't mention his sons by name. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I'll drop the F-bomb left and right, but I'll edit out any mention of my, my daughter or my son's name because it's not fair to them. You know, they don't exist on Facebook and stuff like that. Um, right. As I barely do now. But um, I'm scared. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, like, look, we're not big enough, but like, But literally, there's like records of our voices out there. And I guess if you really want to find out who my kids are, you probably could. If you know me, you do know them, right? But it's just like, I don't like my neighbors know my podcast, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah. uh, I don't, I I think people are, this is where I'm super conservative, Um, like privacy. I don't think people are private enough in this world. And I don't think they realize the dangers they're opening themselves up for. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And you don't come across as, as that kind of person because you are so open about perspectives opinions right like there's like a very specific aspect of your life that you're like nope this is just mine and I'm not sharing it with anybody yeah. publicly how about you what's something that you've learned about me that you've been surprised by uh,
1: that you used a shoplift
0: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no because I can't it- believe you remember that yes when you talked about that the first it was like our pre-episode even wasn't it it wasn't like I, I'm, it's come up a couple of times
1: oh and, i mentioned
0: it again yeah okay
1: and <laughs> here's here's why because you are um you're a classy lady sharon Lee oh like, thank you, you. Are, thank you um i've always admired since like when we first met year you know you were one of the first cool new yorker people in new york not a friend who moved to new york i'm from new york you know the, when you were on the agency side and i was on the brand side um And, you know, the mystique of that, and I've gotten to know you and we know each other's like personal lives over the years of our friendship, uh, where we, you know, we've spent years apart and then, you know, come back together, especially for this show. So just to then hear those things about you, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) I
0: got you. Like, and I, and I wonder
1: like, what else is she hiding?
0: (laughs) And I mean, just so I can protect my 12 year old reputation, um, it wasn't. It was like little lip, lip glosses and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like a little sticky fingers type of activity. But I get it. I get it. I was, you know, definitely things like that are actually illegal and criminal. No, it's okay. Um,
1: <laughs> no, I think, um, again, take this, t- actually take this as a compliment. Um, you're, this is going to sound really bad. I don't want to say. It. You're not as put together as you present yourself to be. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that about you. Oh I love God, that about you. You are so, like, if I met you in a business setting when yeah. I first met you years ago, or I I'd imagine when your clients meet you, um, probably maybe that's why you don't market this podcast too much uh, to them. Like, you are sharp and put together and have your shit together. Um, and maybe maybe the truth is, like, none of us are. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. It's it's really true. And I think uh, it's funny when I learn that people um, like people that get close to me when they, when they see it or when they mention it, it's funny when I hear it because I don't feel put together, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it is, I am, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a total mess, but I, I don't have my shit together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like always two minutes late to something, you know, like my, even my wires, like, I know I, I annoy you sometimes. Cause like the wires for this microphone that we're, I'm talking on now, like they're all bundled up, they're all jumbled. And that's like, that is my life. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I found a ways that at least on the superficial level, it seems like I have everything in order, but but I don't. You need me in my spreadsheets and my Google Docs. Yes. Yes, exactly. Who is someone you'd want to talk to again on this podcast?
1: Uh, the list is long. Uh, it's Again, we've gotten to talk to so many of our idols, right? Mm-hmm. And we've used the podcast to kind of do the classic interview, tell me about your life and a little bit of your soapbox thing. Yep. And, you know, we're not friends with these people. They, we have a friendly chat, and some of the less famous people stick around and stay friendly. Um, we got Jen Wang, Liz's comic creator I like to come yeah. on for comics once. Yep. Um, but for the most part, we haven't gotten to have, like, the friendly conversation about another topic with someone. Mm-hmm. We've even had a few people say, uh, I did the show. Sorry. Thanks, but not thanks. You know, so. And they'll remain nameless. Like, I get it. They're busy, and we're just podcasters, and we're on the circuit. Um. But, like, Mira Jacob. Like, I mean, her book. And her work, I've read multiple pieces of her work, like, have, like, moved me. Like, I've given out her book so many times. So, like, Qin Lun Yang, uh, I just, um, and it's selfishly, because, you know, I kind of want to move into their space a little bit. And that's why I want to get to know them, not just because I admire them as creators. Um, yep. But even someone like Svante Myrick, right? Just, it's like, these are people who are just, you know, doing the job following their calling and doing it so well and i just want to talk to them about other stuff beyond their life and their story you know yeah. i, I kind of yeah. want to be friends with them but it's yeah. cool i get it i'm not in their weight class i I'm just a marketing guy who has a podcast right like yeah. um, and maybe i need to like go into their weight class by going and making the other stuff so yeah going deeper with some of them what about you who, who are some of the guests that you would want to talk to again
0: i kind of want to bring up some of our old ones that like or ones that were in earlier episodes so hmm. eric rivera I follow oh comedian yeah yeah we met him through Rajiv. I follow him through on Instagram and he's so hilarious and I would just love now that I've had like two years of getting to know him better as a comedian as as a fan, just to bring him back and like see what he's doing.
1: Who'd you want to talk to him about? Like, what would you go deeper on?
0: Like a lot of his recent material has been about like his his family life. So he talks Mm -hmm. a lot about his wife, Mm -hmm. um, who's Caucasian, and just a lot of you know racial stereotypes basically and like raising kids and stuff and I just love to check in with him you know and kind of see what's going on and it seems like his career has really I think he's always been very busy obviously in that in that Mm. space but it seems like his career has really expanded as well Mm. in the last two years. Who else? Mita Malik um, she's been doing a lot I follow her on LinkedIn do you and, listen to
1: her show? Uh, what is it, Brown Table Talk?
0: Yeah, I've I've listened. I don't listen regularly, but I've definitely listened to episodes. And it seems like she's just making really big waves too, in not just in the podcast space, but really in the, you know, the the female like empowerment space, um, that diversity space. So she seems like someone I'd want to keep in touch. Like just kind of bring her back and see what she's mm-hmm. going on, what's going on with her. And then Tayanne Banali, do you remember her? She's um, yeah, no, that's that's my best my best friend. Uh, I think I met her.
1: Through him. uh, And she's indigenous. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's, yeah. I mean, you know, we don't... There's some minority groups that we don't speak enough to. We don't. And Mm -mm. indigenous is a blind spot. Queer, believe it or not, is kind of a blind spot too. Yeah, Um, yeah.
0: yeah. So would love to have Ty back on too because I follow her on Twitter and she's always traveling to somewhere amazing and like Mm -hmm. taking pictures of that. But also I think... Um, I recently went to a native American art gallery up here Mm. in Buffalo and it just, it made me think of her. And I was like, I just wonder how she's doing. Like I, you know, so coming across these people from the show have sort of weaved their way into my life in other ways. Like I, I associate things now with those, those people. Yeah.
1: Yep. Well, we should, I mean, we were talking about how do we keep the show going? Like we should just reach out to all of them.
0: We should. come back. Yeah. We should have repeat guests. Yeah. Reunions. Um, who is
1: someone new that you want to talk to on the show?
0: Someone new. So I've got I've got like my little bucket list of people. Yeah. Most of them are celebrities. Jessica Alba. I would love to just spend half an hour with half her. Half is half
1: Hispanic. Or all Hispanic, I believe. She's yeah.
0: uh I think she's made is she all Hispanic? I think she's got something else, but mainly, yeah, majority <laughs> Hispanic, I believe. I should actually know that a little better. But she's someone. Um, okay, Michelle Yeoh because she's winning all of the awards right now for like every basically every you know every movie that's uh, every movie award that's coming out she's doing a major sweep. So, every
1: every award all at once, every, all uh, at
0: once. How about you? I, well, okay, hang on. She's Asian though. Come on, like, I know. I know. <laughs> okay. You know, my dad texted me the other day actually, and he was like, "It's been a while since you've had an East Asian on your show." He says. Because he listens. Because Roman Cause, keeps declining, cause, though. <laughs> and because and he is one of our loyal listeners. I think my dad has listened to every single episode. So hi, Dad. I did not know that. Yeah. Hi, Dad. Like, Dad listens. Why is it? Will he come on the show? Maybe. I oh, don't... no, no. Even, and maybe you don't do Like, I'll, I'll interview him without you. Should you should interview like, I'll, my I dad. Know about his life. And... Yeah. I'll ask him. I mean, he's... And, just... You know,
1: we, we actually... I, I was joking with Rajiv and Drew about that, um, you know, co hosts on the other show. Uh, some of my co-hosts on the other show. And I was like, we should all interview each other's parents, like kind of round robin it. Yeah,
0: like, I think that'd um, be fun.
1: Yeah, I th- I think there's something there. Um, me. Uh, so Dan Santat. Uh, I don't know if you know him. He he is Asian. <laughs> so <laughs> but, you
0: can't you, you can't count him either. <laughs> well,
1: he's not my Asian. He's not my kind of. Asian. But he's, he's um a Asian. he's a comic book artist. He's a kids book creator. He actually just wrote this really beautiful graphic novel about his like middle school trip to Europe. Uh-huh. Um, and there's nothing about him being Asian. He's done a couple of books about being Asian. Just his art, like it, there's so many books that he's done. Uh, he's just such an amazing artist uh, and a voice that comes through in his art. I just, I love the guy and I, I want to reach out to him. Um, but okay, so non-Asian um, it's this guy Marquis Brownlee. Like he he's always been a big deal, but he is like becoming a bigger and bigger and bigger deal. He has a black guy. I think he lives in New Jersey. He is like the top tech youtuber like Mm -hmm. it is not even funny um so yeah and, and you know again there there's some people that come across as indian but they're muslim like i'm more muslim voices like i'm an atheist i was raised hindu but like they're like Fareed zakaria misha youssef who we're gonna air rajiv's chat with her Mehdi hassan who i've been listening to He's an msnbc host like i just find these people just like fascinating intellectually and i'm just like in such admiration so it's kind of like hero worship to get to talk to some of these people yeah but uh i don't know to be fair there are a lot of white people that i also want to use as, podcasts as like who to talk to.
0: like who
1: oh well okay so patrick h willems i don't know if uh, he's like a youtuber as well um but then rivers Cuomo, uh the front man for weezer of yes course. i'm a weezer super <laughs> fan well no 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 I'm a, I'm a weezer super fan but like just there are some really interesting articles about this guy um and he's just he's a father he works really hard he's a bit of a tech geek mm-hmm. um i have a lot of admiration for him but again it doesn't, and, and, you know, Susie Shin, right. part of the reason we reached out, I was like, oh, my yep. God, you know Rivers. Like, you hang out with Rivers. You produce two of his albums. Like, um, I, w- I want to bring Susie Shin back.
0: We should bring her Let's back. See, yeah. I really like oh, talking to her, too. Yeah, she's great. Oh, and then Kara Swisher. Like, oh, my
1: God. So oh, yes. It's not because she's queer, but we do have a major, major continuing blind spot, right, for the queer community. But, like, yep. she's just one of my favorite voice, journalistic voices yeah. up there with, like, Fareed Zakaria um well if so we get like, her
0: let's get scott galloway too <laughs> i was just like i hear he's really i hear he's really
1: awkward in person like uh, i mean i yeah.
0: can see that i can see that but, not but i think podcast. he'd be a great podcast guest
1: yeah i mean he shows up on shows i i literally seek out i listen to a lot of his stuff and i read a lot of his stuff uh fun fact my longtime friend and mentor bob bob gilbreth who you know um He's been doing a lot of really good writing on his sub stack lately based on this book called Storyworthy um, that I just read by this guy from the Moth. But he was – I made a compliment. I was like, yeah, I now want to read your newsletter, Bob, more than I want to read Scott Galloway's. He's like, yeah, because I'm trying to be like a, a nicer version of that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that makes sense.
0: So, yeah. It would be great to get Bob back too. Bob's great. Has Bob Bob hasn't been oh, on actually, the show. Oh, actually, Bob hasn't been on the show. Let's get Bob's Bob on, on the, the other show. Shows. Bob's been on the Comic Book podcast I would love Bob once. on the show because Bob – Bob's been helpful to me too, personally. So let's get Bob uh, so on the show. Actually, next week,
1: uh, I saw Rajiv all the time. Uh, Rajiv is airing a second conversation with Bob based on some of his writing on, uh, on Learnings from Leaders. So
0: Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Um, okay, next question. What was your favorite mom dish out of the 200 episodes that we've recorded? Oh.
1: Not gonna lie. it's all the other Indian dishes
0: that Modern
1: <laughs> Indian. Like, well, no, because like uh, I my mom makes Indian food. I don't see my mom that often. Yeah. Uh, and I know how to make a few dishes not that well. And so to hear of my other friend's mom, like my best friend, when I would go home uh, to Alabama, I'd go see him and his family and' this be like you know two in the afternoon to go play video games or to you know go for a walk around the park with my friend while visiting while home for the mm-hmm. weekend right and uh his mom would be like sit down and eat and i would just have this delicious mom made indian meal but then i had to get out of there at five or six to go back to my house to eat dinner so just like um i don't eat enough mom cooked indian food yeah so every time we have like a south asian guest and they mention something like there's a there's this uh there's this malaysian restaurant near my office in, in the city and is, I it, called, know there is it
0: called of- is it
1: did we talk about this already?
0: No, but that's my favorite Malaysian restaurant yeah, downtown. Yeah, So
1: when I first moved to New York, my wife and I would go there all the time. Oh my god, it's so good! and I just discovered it's like ten minutes from my office. So, but yeah. I don't get the Malaysian food. I get like the Indian dishes that I used to get when I was in Singapore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, like like the curry so anyway. roti, right? Like the, the oh the yeah, roti. Ro- the roti prata. Yeah, the yeah, roti prata. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So oh good. My god. So good. Oh my gosh, we have to do uh, that when the I'm in the city. A, Like
1: when I was in Singapore uh at the food court down the downstairs from my office uh i could get a roti prata with like a drumstick of chicken and like a pepsi or a coke or soda or something for like five dollars yeah and that is nuts and like now to get it just as an appetizer which is like a little deli cup of the curry sauce and like a half piece of roti yeah in soho
0: is like eight dollars yeah what? of course of course yeah. it's a delicacy <laughs>
1: oh my god no it's not so what about you what's uh what has been the best mom dish that you've heard? Or so
0: I, I I still dream about this because I just want to taste it. Um, Sophie Park came on and she told us about her mom's kalbitang, like the short- Oh, yeah, short so rib, Ryan's wife. Ryan's yeah, wife. Ryan's okay. wife. And I think we even did like a little maybe recipe for it or something. I don't know why I know it so well, but um, that's the one That's the one dish. And I, I just I'm, – I'm a big fan of Korean food, and I love yeah. brothy, like rich soups, and mm-hmm. I – I would love to taste that from Sophie's mom. So, what is a
1: uh, a least favorite food from a guest that we can agree to disagree on?
0: Hmm. I think one of our guests has definitely said licorice. I don't remember who, but I'm not. I'm not a fan of licorice. Nice. How about you?
1: I mean, anyone who talks shit about cheese or pizza. Is just oh crazy. yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I
1: mean, I get that a plant-based diet is healthier and we've slowed our meat consumption in our house somewhat, right? Yeah. But I I can give up on eggs. I can't give up on
0: cheese. Right. I think we've only had at most three people, though. So out of 200, from what I remember, I'd say two people may not have liked pizza.
1: Yeah. And they've never come back And they're never coming back. Joe.
0: (laughs) <laughs> We're never inviting them back because, you know, we can't be your friend. <laughs> I literally just had a
1: beer with Joe the other day. Uh, I, should, I should have given him shit about
0: that. Um, so Sharon, um, what does
1: being a modern minority mean to you 200 episodes later?
0: Well, oh, I like this question. Being a modern minority means after 200 episodes, it means knowing full well now that there are definitely so many different lived experiences out there and that every person that you meet is an opportunity to learn something new and to enrich your own understanding of the world. How about you? Listening,
1: yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, we, we say it in the, the intro or the outro, like we're all modern minorities, like mm-hmm. listening. And we have to listen, like, cause we're also majorities. Like we have lived experiences that are privileged and uh, the guy down the street, Or the person that you don't know well enough because you only want to hang out with people that look like you, come from your worldview. Um, Just listening. I want to listen more.
0: I love that. So I'm glad we've decided live and in real time because none of that was scripted. That we're going to keep going and that we have a plan going forward. And I'm, I'm excited to see what the next 200 episodes means for us from and I'm really glad we're doing this together.
1: I am too, and I'm a little bit scared.
0: <laughs> Aw, well, I'll be here to hold your hand. Don't worry. Oh. Okay. <laughs>
1: and that's our show. Like what you heard? Please subscribe, leave a review, and a five star rating on your favorite podcasting platform.
0: Now more than ever, people need to be hearing these stories. Please share our show with a friend or three. Want to learn more
1: or got something to share? Visit modmypod.com or email us hi mom at modmypod.com.
0: You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at modminpod. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Now, here's a preview of our next episode. That's it for now. I've been Raman Segel,
0: And I'm still Sharon Lee Tony.
1: Remember, we're all modern minorities out there.
0: We'll talk to you soon.